The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now, here's Trisha with today's Community Spotlight. Thank you for joining me on Community Spotlight today. My friend Donna Canone is our guest. She's the aquatic director at the Asheville Racquet Club, and she has been for the past 19 years. Donna, thanks for talking to us today. Thanks for calling, Trisha. I'm excited to speak to you because I want to learn more about how we can all swim safely this summer. You think you could talk to me about some of the biggest safety issues that we're going to be encountered with at pools, whether they're community pools or private pools? Like, what what do we need to be aware of? Well, I think the most important thing for swimming safety is that parents are aware that their children need constant supervision, uh, that they should be training their children to never go near the pool or a lake or the ocean unless mommy or daddy or the grandparents or their nanny or some adult is standing right next to them, especially young children. I think that takes out so much of the danger factor if children can learn that they never go near water without an adult. You know, Donna, I hadn't thought about this, but I hear you saying that we need to do this before we're in this position, maybe before you're beside the pool, before you're beside the ocean, so that they get it before they're thinking about just jumping in. Yes, because children are quite impulsive. And, of course, when they see something, if they enjoy it, they're just going to run for it. And uh, that can quite often create a crisis. Uh, And, unfortunately, sometimes that becomes a fatal crisis. But, yeah, I think drilling your children about safety in the home, not going anywhere without mom or dad, not going outside the door, waiting for mom and dad or the parents or whoever it is, the guardian, to take you to the pool, to take you into the ocean. And uh, I think if parents have that foremost in their mind and they are not frightening the child, but very gently but firmly reminding them that, they need a grown-up in order to be safe. Mm -hmm. Like really instilling a respect for the water. Well, let me ask you a question about lifeguards. I know when I go to the pool, there's a lifeguard there. So how much should we lean on lifeguards? Well, of course, a lifeguard is trained in first aid and CPR and AED. And of course, they are scanning the pool. But the thing about a lifeguard is they can be scanning of 25 to 30 people while they're on the stand. And I always tell parents that you only have one child or perhaps three. And Mm -hmm. so, of course, I always encourage parents for young children to be in the water with them. But for an older child who may be able to swim a bit, uh, if they feel they can sit on a chair at the side of the pool, they should still be watching their child because, you know, unfortunately it's happened before the parent is watching their child, the lifeguard is watching so many children, and the parent will often run to the pool to pull their child out before the lifeguard will. Um, And not that the lifeguard is not doing his or her job, but it's just that they are watching more than just one or two or three children. So I always encourage parents to keep an eye on your children, no matter how old they are, no matter how good of a swimmer they might be. I think that's just a safety precaution. That is a great reminder, Donna. How can we know when 
our children are safe to sort of swim by themselves a little bit more? Like, how, what are mm-hmm. some of the skills, or how, how that, is there an age? How do you know when your kid is there? Well, it wouldn't be an age because every child develops so differently. I would say it would be more based on skill and their own confidence level as, as well. For me, I would say uh, if a child is able to touch the bottom with their head safely above the water and they can put their face in and swim in a strong manner, at least across the pool, uh, many, many pools have a swim test. Many of those swim tests are 25 yards with about 30 seconds of treading. And so I think when a child can do that in a strong manner, I mean, some children can do that just barely, it's okay you know, for the child to be in the shallow end at least. Uh, if they are a strong swimmer like that and confident and can touch the bottom, until then, I definitely prefer for parents to be in the pool with the child and if not, for the child to have a floaty, um, you know, little puddle jumper or something like that that mm-hmm. cannot just fall off a child. So no, none of those little, looks like a little tire tube or little donut kind of a thing around the waist where the child could fall through. And even the little arm floaties that are only on the arms, I prefer either a vest or the puddle jumpers with the arms attached, you know, to the little arm pieces attached. Mm-hmm. I think we can lean on those things that aren't all that sturdy. Yeah. Well, my own brother fell out of one of those little donuts, and so I saw that in front of my own eyes when I was five years old. So, yeah, I don't encourage those at all. Okay, that's good to know. I hate to even ask this question, but I, I feel like I must. Can you go over things we need to be on the lookout for, signs that a person may be, may be drowning, maybe going into a, a state of um, danger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for many children, they start with what we call a distressed swimmer. So they might look like they're doggy paddling, but they are making no forward progress. They're just sort of usually looking at you with very large eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're moving their arms and legs. And sometimes they can even be horizontal, but interestingly enough, they're not moving. And that is a sign that they are getting very tired and need help getting out. Uh, so that's just for a distressed swimmer. But when uh, someone actually starts the drowning process, they are usually vertical in the water. Their head and mouth may be above the water for a little while, but you'll see them up and down with no supporting kick, and they'll just be pressing their arms or flailing their arms up and down, and they might be able to come up for a breath, but uh, it will only take 20 to 60 seconds for them to submerge. Mm. So it is important that... You know, if you're with a lifeguard, the lifeguard recognizes that that child is in distress or that that child is in danger, but it's important for the parents as well to know that those are what the signs look like. Sometimes people can call out for help, but many times they cannot. And um, that's why we do encourage uh, safety breaks. At the top of the hour, we have a five- or ten-minute safety break where everyone has to get out of the pool, use the bathroom, hydrate, get a snack. And I think children don't naturally listen to those rhythms when they're playing and having fun. And it's important for a parent to be aware, okay, my child needs a break. My Mm -hmm. child needs hydration and nutrition so they don't get so weak that they slip under the water. And I think bathroom breaks are just as important. So (laughs) we (laughs) we try to incorporate that every hour. 
Well, Donna, that is some great information. Now, you actually taught my children how to swim, and they love to swim. Let's talk about the importance of swim lessons and and when the best time is for those. What do you think? I think the average age of starting swim lessons is somewhere between 18 months and 3 years old, in my experience. Many people do wait till 5, 6, or 7 but the, by that age, many children have developed some anxiety around being in the water or swim lessons. So I do encourage people to start with a parent-child class uh, a little earlier, and it's a great deal of fun for them. And we do talk over so many safety issues in those classes, as well as teaching children the basics of swimming and water safety. So you know, certainly between 5, 6, and 7, that. Even some schools take their children to a pool to have every child have some swim lessons. I think that's a lifelong skill and obviously a life-saving skill. Absolutely, absolutely. So we can all get out there and enjoy our time swimming this summer. Donna Canone, Aquatic Director with the Asheville Racquet Club, thank you for joining us and helping us in this very practical and very needed way. Thank you, Trisha. It was my pleasure. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a question for future programs, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure and join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Trisha on The Light FM.